so so I think I think if you explain to people nowadays that, that you're a business coach or you're a health coach or a parenting coach, I think there's more acceptance of that terminology now. So sometimes I'll say, you know, I coach I coach business owners around the area of simplicity, but I, I tend more to say that I you know I, I teach I teach people about simplicity. Hello and welcome to episode thirty nine of the number one coach biz podcast. Where it's all about how you can make your coaching business number one in your niche. How you can stand out online and become visible for the people that need your help. Something personal. The movie that I watched the most, especially in my youth, is Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. Hi, my name is Anne Honing. And I'm a mentor for life and business coaches that want to become number one in a niche. In this episode... I have a great conversation with Nicola Bird. Since there was so much information that she shared, I have created two episodes of this conversation. Nicola is a successful online entrepreneur, international coach and founder of Jigsaw Box, where you may know of him. With a Master of Science in Occupational Psychology and a diverse range of business experience, mother of three, Nicola went from earning zero to one million online by mastering technology to transform her coaching business. She created Jigsaw Box as a way for her clients to access her expertise online in a flexible and affordable way, whilst leaving her free to concentrate on growing her business, traveling and spending time with her young children. Through Jigsaw Box, Nicola helps coaches, consultants and trainers to package up their expertise and deliver it online so they can create more time, money, and freedom to do the stuff they love. Nicola is also the creator of the Simplicity Project, where she blogs about the journey to take 90% of her to-do list. Currently, she writes a lot also on her blog, All About Love. Please enjoy the tips and ideas that Nicola shares in this interview, part one. Let's get the show rolling. Welcome to the number one Coach Biz podcast, where you will learn how to make your coaching business number one in your niche. Practical tips that you can use to improve your business today. And now, your host, Erno Hanning. Hey, hello, Nicola. Hi. Well, <laughs> Glad to be here. Yes, welcome to the number one coach biz podcast. And um, you know, the question that I have to start off with is: um, so, if you if you go to a networking event, if you go to a networking event, um, and people ask you what do you do, what do you tell them? Um. Well, it depends on the networking event that I'm at because. How I explain what I do really changes depending on who I'm speaking to at the time. Um, so I'll give you an example if I'm at a coach's networking event, for example. So, I mean, I think that's really important, right? It's, it's what you do is you can make that so relevant to the person that you're speaking to that's right in front of you right now. And then when you speak to somebody else, something else about what you do is more relevant, right? But generally, um, when I'm talking to people, I'll tell them that I'm the creator of um, Jigsaw Box, which is an online coaching tool for um, coaches and consultants and trainers that helps them package up their expertise and start selling more than their time. 
So it's essentially like an e-learning platform. It's a content delivery platform, but designed specifically for coaches. Um, that's how I describe what I would do with one of my businesses, which is Jigsaw Box. And then I have another area. So again, I might be talking to somebody different. There's another area um, that I work in a different business that I have um, over at the simplicityproject.net. And that's a place where I help entrepreneurs um, create a simpler experience of running their business. So that's where I'm actually a coach myself. Um, and then a more recent project, which is all about love.co.uk, which is where um, I'm blogging and sharing um, information and content about healthy eating and lifestyle and food and books and a, generally a lifestyle kind of blog. So I'm a busy lady, and depending on who I'm standing in front of is what I'll say that I primarily do with my time. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> Because what I try, um, what I tell people is, I think it's easier if you just focus on one thing. Um, yeah. It it makes it makes life a lot simpler. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but but also, you know, if independent, if you who you're standing in front of, um, if this yeah. person is not the person that's you know pr the perfect fit for you, um, if you have the pitch always the same, they might know somebody. Um, who could be perfect for you and that's why I say you know if you focus on one client it's, it makes everything a lot easier um, sure. but but apparently um, do you love to um, go on different missions yeah I mean I've had I suppose I have the luxury that I was very focused for um, you know a good few years on building up jigsaw box so that was all that I did when you are, whenever you bumped into me, that's what I would explain to people. That's what I did is I provided Jigsaw Box and helped coaches grow their businesses through that platform. Um, now, I've been, been lucky enough to be in a position where that business now pretty much runs without me, which means that I'm able to go focus on lots of different areas at the moment. I don't need to... Um, you know, generate revenue, piles of revenue elsewhere because I have Jigsaw Box that's my my main business. It does that for me. I don't have to spend much time doing it now, but it's 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 the source of my revenue. So that's why I get to go and play now um, a little bit more because I have a business that runs without me pretty much. Um, so I know most coaches aren't in that position. They don't have a business that brings them in revenue or an alternative source of revenue that frees them up to go play. So I can be a little bit more um, frivolous with my time, I suppose, because I have put that time in to focus and build my initial business up. Ah, great, great. Mm. And and what I like about the Jigsaw Box, because I haven't looked into inside of it, but mm. what I like about it is um, is something that I'm really focused on right now. It's a, it is a membership model. Yeah. yeah. Why is it? Why is it? Uh, why is it good for you, a membership model? Um, well, it kind of is what I was just referring to. So we have, you know, members in our community, I suppose. We have people that join our Jigsaw Box community. Now, I have another membership program I'll talk about as well, but actually it's the same in both. So over at Jigsaw Box, we have coaches who subscribe to a monthly payment to use the software. And over at Simplicity Project, we I have there um, a group of coaching clients who sign up onto... It's, it's a rolling membership program, so they pay a monthly subscription and they show up to a call, a coaching call, and there's like a coaching program involved there. So, you know, I love that model. That's why I use it and replicate it and use it in different businesses because, um, well, for me, it just fits me really well. I love the idea of... Um, I love the idea of opening up my diary and there's nothing in it, mm -hmm. but, but I still have income coming in every day. 
I love um, I love the fact I don't start from zero at the beginning of every month. Like I have an established um, base of clients who are paying me month after month after month. I don't have to serve a client and then start again from the beginning and serve a client and start again from the beginning, but I can continue to add value over a longer term with clients. Like I, I love doing that. Um, I just, I also, I really like the idea of community. It really fits well with me. And I think when you have a membership, you, you're able to develop and grow that community of people rather than it just being a one-off customer or a one-off sale or a one-off client. A membership really allows people to connect with each other. And I love being part of that as well. Now, I've met lots of people who that isn't the right model for. Like they, they prefer to work maybe with a handful of VIP clients and just do one-to-one -one work and they build a very successful model just doing, you know, business model doing just that and community is not so important to them or the recurring revenue is not so important to them and the passive income isn't so important to them. And, and so this would probably be a terrible business model <laughs> if you were someone like that. But for me, it just, it suits my personality, it suits my lifestyle, I've got three young children, I have several businesses, I'm a busy lady. Um, I like being able to serve a large number of people um, without it taking huge amounts of my time. So that's kind of why I like the membership recurring revenue kind of model. And that's why I built Jigsaw Box so that, you know, so that to help other people be able to do that so that they could build um, coaching products and programs rather than just doing VIP or one-to-one -one coaching all the time for those people who, for whom this kind of model does appeal. Um, that's why you know Jigsaw Box is there to facilitate other people to do that in their lifestyles, and we have loads of case studies and success stories of clients who, you know, have totally changed their lifestyle as a result of being able to deliver things online instead of having to do every client one by one over the telephone. Hmm. So yeah, this is the business model I love. And and um, it, it sounds like, and I also read it somewhere on one of your profiles, is that you focus on um, business coaches. Uh, no, I don't actually. Okay. I um, Jigsaw Box has coaches, all sorts of different coaches. In fact, we use um, we have um, dance teachers, we have hairdressers, we have fitness instructors, we have dog groomers, we have life coaches, parenting coaches, business coaches. Now we do have a large number of business coaches that use the platform. Um, I think that's because they're pretty savvy about business, so they they get how it financially makes sense for them. Um, but we have a whole range of different people. A lot of people who you wouldn't imagine are actually, you know, don't even call themselves coaches who use the platform. So it's a real varied um, group of people that we help. Yeah, because if I look at, for example, your Twitter profile, you don't call yourself a coach either. Um, I don't really. No, I mean I do. No, I don't really. I, I, you know, I'd say to people, I teach about simplicity, or I teach about, um, I teach about marketing. Sometimes I refer to myself as a coach, and sometimes not. Um, I think coach is more. When I first started out coaching, like that was my number one bit of advice to all coaches was like stop calling yourself a coach hmm. because um, people don't understand it. They don't know what it is. It's, but I think it's more and more used in in terminology now so so if you explain to somebody I'm a business coach or I'm a health coach or um, right, I'll carry on um, so so I think I think if you explain to people nowadays that, that you're a business coach or you're a health coach or a parenting coach 
I think there's more acceptance of that terminology now. So sometimes I'll say, you know, I coach I coach business owners around the area of simplicity, but I I tend more to say that I you know I I teach I teach people about simplicity. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's I haven't really thought about it to be honest. I, I suppose I use both words now. Hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about this about this simplicity uh, project because um, I love the idea and also because it focuses on entrepreneurs. And we'll get back to the coaches uh, in a bit. Yeah, sure. So that really came about because I've been working on working on building up Jigsaw Box and. When I we hit a big financial target at Jigsaw Box, we wanted to reach a million dollars in revenue, and um, we did that. We did it in about four years, which was which was brilliant. And I've been kind of striving my way towards that seven-figure goal since since I'd set up the business. Like that's what I wanted to achieve with the business, and um, it happened. And it was a really flat experience. It was. Um, it was. We didn't even. I didn't even open a bottle of champagne. It was a real hollow experience, and that really shocked me. I was um, really confused by that, and I was like, "Well, oh, like this is what I've been working so hard for, and it didn't make me happy. It didn't. I didn't. It just felt really flat. It's really hard to describe it. And that started me on a search for. Earlier that year as well, I'd, I'd been working so hard, I kind of made myself really ill, and that had kind of sparked an interest in simplicity for me. Like, how can I make the business run more simply? How can I make it so that it runs without me? How can I put systems and team in place to make sure it runs without me? And then how can I make it really, really simple? But when I had this moment a few months later of reaching the revenue goal and it feeling really flat, it kind of set me off on a quest to find, like, well, what is this all about then if it's not about if making the money that you think you wanted to be happy isn't going to hit the spot like what is it out there like what what's going on here and that was that was where the simplicity project was was born that was my blog of my exploration into that like so what else is there and and how does this impact on entrepreneurship and what i started to see i i stumbled across um a book by Jamie Smart called Clarity, and then from that book I stumbled into, um, or back to, because I'd followed him a while ago, Michael Neal, and his book, The Inside Out Revolution, and I ended up apprenticing with Michael, and learning all about, what I started to see more and more was an understanding of the psychology behind how human beings create their experience. And as I started to learn that over the last couple of years, like my thinking settled down, I had a greater sense of clarity, I really saw where the feeling I'd been searching for from trying to make lots of money really came from. Mm. I understood how I was, I understood, I could see how I was creating problems for myself in my business. You know those business challenges that we all face and focus and those roller coaster rides and all the rest that's part of growing a business. And I started to see how those were being created inside of my head. And I started seeing how I'd been trying to solve those problems that I'd been creating inside my head. And I just, it just gave me a different outlook into entrepreneurship. And it gave me a different outlook into 
how to run my business and how to get the best results from my team and how to build relationships with people and all of that that just fell out of this understanding of how, how people work. And the more and more understanding I got about how people work, just the easier life and business got. So that that's what I set up the Simplicity Project to explore that in more detail. Like how does this how does this understanding help business owners create greater revenues with less effort and less stress? And before I'd always thought that was about the how-tos. It's like it's, it's it was about you know teach me what systems and teach me what pipelines and teach me what Facebook ads I need and teach me what email sequence I need and and what I started to see over the last couple of years is it's nothing to do with that. It's all about for me anyway this understanding of. It's kind of a deeper understanding of what goes on between years of an entrepreneur that impacts everything that they then go and do. And so that's what I'm learning about, sharing my journey and teaching about over at um, the Simplicity Project. Um, okay. I, I, um, I, I think it's, it's, it, this is really interesting because I think it is something that I'm working on at the moment as well, even though mm -hmm. I haven't... Um, gone somewhere near seven figures yet but it, I think I think it's I think it's um, something that you could pick up way more in the beginning um, to find a way to simplify your business and get systems and get a team um, but if you look at coaches um, life and business coaches do you think that in general they look at themselves as a business but or more as just um, a one person um, who wants, needs to make money to, you know, to make a living? Um, I don't know that they consider it as a business. I think a business is something that, that, can, that has a life outside of you. And I don't think it's necessary for coaches to have to create businesses either. I didn't used to think that. I used to think that you had to create stuff that didn't have your personality in it, that that could be totally dissociated from you as a person, like a sellable thing mm -hmm. that you could take you out of the out of the whole business, and you'd be able to the business would be able to continue even if you went under a bus tomorrow, and that's that's a business, right? And some coaches build things like that. Jigsaw Box is an entity like that that was built with that in mind. Um, but, but I see really successful coaches who grow a business that's completely based around their them going out and, and speaking their truth into the world, and that that's all right as well. Like that's that's equally as great a way to build a business. So I don't think it really matters which one which one you think you are or which one you're. There isn't one that's right and you should do it this way. It's like you'll be drawn one way or another, and either way is fine. Like it's not going to hinder your career, your revenues, your anything by following either. So don't worry about it. That's what I would say to a coach who was asking me about that. Yeah, because what, I, what I've seen, and you probably see the same thing, but I also read about some, some coaches online, is that um, people feel that, uh, you, you need to be, as a coach, you need to be spending 80% of your time on marketing and just 20% on coaching. Mm. How do you... I think, so what, what I've seen more about that recently, 
And this is something I heard Michael Neal talk about. You know, I just said about his book. Well, I remember seeing Michael Neal do a talk about um, selling great coffee. So he was like, you can have all of the pizzazz, the marketing, the emails, the special offers, the coupon codes, the special discounts, the the um, the bright lights and the, the shining whatevers. You can have all the scarcity and internet marketing tactics and all the Facebook ads you like. But if your coffee's rubbish, you're never going to be able to build a sustainable business. And so what he's referring to there is that if you do good work and what you do has an impact on your clients and it's transformational and it changes their lives, that's, that's, the, that's the foundation for an amazing business. And if you can reach out and touch more lives, those people are going to tell more people and they're going to tell more people and you won't need all the massive amount of marketing because people who experience what you do will, will be so profoundly touched by what you do that they'll, they'll tell other people. And if, so, so for me, I love marketing. Like I'd happily spend 80% of my time marketing. I, I just, it gives me a thrill. I love sales conversations. I love working out bits of technology. Like I love all that stuff. So it makes sense to me to spend time marketing and less time personally coaching people. But for people who, who, are, who love to coach and coaching is their thing and they hate the technology that goes behind it, then, and, and trying to work out the latest marketing or social media strategies and techniques, is to, to, to go out there and just coach as many people as you can. And it will grow organically. And I think what where most coaches, the number one thing I think that, that to be honest, that I think trips most coaches up is the, the time scales they have in their heads. So I think I see people who are like, I've just got out of coaching school. I want to create a six-figure business, and and I want to do it in 18 months because I've set an intention and my vision board is it's on there, so it's going to happen. And where I see coaches more elegantly experiencing success is they follow their gut, they follow their intuition, they do the next thing that looks obvious to them. And they understand that to grow a successful, sustainable business sometimes takes time, usually takes time. Hmm. And, so, and so it might take you five years, it might take you 10 years, it might take you 15 years. If you follow your gut, if you do the next thing that occurs to you and stop worrying so much about the time scale and trying to push it to a certain time, then, then it will unfold at the rate it's going to unfold. And... I'll share what I mean by that. Like for me personally, this is a big change for me, right? This isn't the way that I have worked in the past before I sort of gained the understanding I've had over the last couple of years. So, so now for me, like I've rolled out Simplicity Project and I've been blogging there and I've just been, you know, I launched something called the Simplicity Circle and I, and I have some VIP clients and that's all just kind of rolled out. I didn't have any idea where that was going when I started it. And now I've started this new blog that's all about love. And I don't have like a financial goal and a target and this is what's going to happen in the next year and this is how I'm going to market it and this is what I'm going to blog about and this is how it's going to... Like I don't have any of that in place. And I'm much more open to, because of that. 
I'm just more settled down about it. And when I'm more settled down about it, I'm going to spot opportunities. And things are going to come to me that I just haven't planned for and I'm not expecting and I haven't pushed for. And that's the way I'm interested in growing a business from this point forward. Um, now, I know people will say to me, it's all very well for you because you've got revenue coming in other ways. I was just thinking that, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know, people throw that at me all the time. And the thing is, like, if I if I was in if I was in need of creating if I was in need of creating money to pay my bills right now, like I know that the more settled down I am, the more open I am to opportunity, the kind of ideas that will be coming to me right now will be ones about really really easy ways to make money. There'd be really easy ways about how to create products and programs, or how to get my next client, or which networking event to go to, or which webinar or which podcast to say yes to, right? It, there would be ways of, like those are the kind of ideas that would be coming to me right now as I'm settled down and I've got the pressure off. Like we always kind of think coaches, I see so many coaches who think that if they don't worry about the money and they don't stress about it and they don't try and come up with a plan and they don't try and force it, it's not going to happen for them. When actually the absolute reverse is true, like the more calmed down you are, the more settled you are, the more... And the evidence of this is like, you know, when you get your best business ideas and then never when you're sitting at your desk, like trying to learn about Facebook ads there when you're having a walk or when you're having a shower or when you're all that brilliant wisdom that's there when I stop thinking about it so hard. Now, for me, it's showing up in ideas of fun things to do with my life and it's showing up in terms of, you know, fun blog posts and crazy stuff and getting into food and health and ideas that are drawing me down that route because that's obviously what's in store for me right now. But for other people, you know, when I was working on the Simplicity Project more, there was, you know, I'd get ideas about products and programs and ways to engage clients because that was a business where I wanted to create a revenue from. And so those were the kind of ideas that were coming through to me then. So, so what I see is there's that we all have access to this, the, you know, the wisdom that speaks to you in the shower, right? We all have access, like that's where the best business ideas come from, that kind of quieter place. And what you'll get is perfect insights for your business with the direction that you're focused in, with, with, with your bills in mind. Right, so for another person, like I, I'm not going to get insights about how to run a, a, a parenting coaching business and how to create seven figures right now because I'm, I'm so not interested in that. But what I will get is insights about how to, how to engage my kids more when they're always on their phones, about how to train my dog, how to write on my blog post and things about my health because that's perfect for me right now. And so for another person who's building, say, a life coaching business, they'll get insights about networking events or programs they could offer or clients they could reach out to. That's what I love about the, the wisdom that comes in the shower, for want of a better expression, is it's always perfectly geared to you and your situation. I don't know, like I, I let that be my guide more in terms of how I spend my time and, and what I what I do these days. Hmm. 
I love it because because I think um, the the rest the peace of mind you need to do this um, should be so natural to many coaches um, you know because that's that's often a phase they have been through and you know they find happiness through coaching and now they're using the same method with other people to help them. I think, to be honest, though, I know I think there's such a fundamental misunderstanding in the way that we that we operate in our lives because we think that um, our happiness comes from, or any of our feelings come from the world outside of us. Hmm. We think that um, you know losing weight makes us happy. We think that making money makes us happy. We think that having um, your partner behave in a certain way makes us happy, having our children behave in a certain way, our business looking a certain way makes us happy and 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 me too for you know 42 years of my life or 41 years of my life until I started seeing the stuff that I saw over at Simplicity Project where I saw that there is nothing we need to do to be happy, that this, that this wisdom, this inbuilt well-being the thing that we're all searching for by trying to get the coaching client, make the money, lose the weight, have our husband behave a certain way, like all that thing that we're seeking through our external circumstances is already, we already have it, we're sitting in the middle of it, it's just we take ourselves away from it through our thinking and our thinking creates the experience of the world we have, in, you know, our thinking creates our experience of the world around us, it's not it's not that your coaching business looking the way that it does is making you unhappy. It's your thinking about your coaching practice looking the way that it does that makes you unhappy. It's not, it's not the 10 clients in your diary that makes you jubilant. It's your thinking about 10 clients in your diary that makes you happy. And, and But for our thinking, we're always sitting in the middle of peace of mind, contentment, well-being, and there's nothing we need to do to go get that in the world outside of us because we're already we're already we already have it, and that's just a, a fundamental misunderstanding about how most people think the world works, like how we create our experience. We think it's outside in, when in fact it's inside out. Our whole experience of the world just comes from our thinking inside of us. And that, that's the thing that's changed, transformed my life. That understanding is what's transformed my life and how I show up in my business um, over the last two years. It's been huge for me. I, I think that um, I, I couldn't agree more. Let's put that, let's say that first. And at the same time, I, I, I also um, see in my own house, in my own experiences, how things go. You... Um, you know, I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing, um, but I'm mm. I'm in discussions with my wife when when um, the money is sometimes tight, mm. because um, outside you know um, the world things uh, in some way we need to live. We need to have so many vacations. We have to have so many cars. We need to have um, this mm -hmm. kind of clothes. We have this stuff. Um, so so a lot of a lot of images of how we. When we are happy, is coming us to us from from all these other people and all these other uh, media, and mm. and and like you said, in the end, when you are there, you go like, well, is this is this it? Is this what really should have made me happy? 
that's yeah I, I mean I do we, I mean we're constantly we're constantly surrounded by a world that thinks it works outside in and sometimes it is really blatant so you'll see it on adverts like buy this shampoo and then you'll be happy and yeah buy have this car and then you'll be happy but but sometimes it's a lot it's a lot more subtle than that it's it's just the way that we, we're born into a world that thinks outside in so so you know as soon as we're as soon as we're born that's reinforced from our parents it's reinforced from our friends it's reinforced from every person around us pretty much that if you choose the right career you'll be happy if you if you if you could just create the right vision and work towards that when you achieve your vision or even working towards your vision makes you happy that um that yeah if you're if you're if your kids are happy then you can be happy hmm. You know, we all have our own versions of it, right? Me too, where it's just like, oh, as long as my kids are all right, I'll be happy. Or as long as I'm as long as I'm coaching, then I'll be happy. As long as I'm get to travel with my work, as long as I have a passive income stream, then all those things make me happy. And and I don't know, luckily for me, I suppose I I, I was in a position in my life where where I had everything. Like I have you know, my dream house, my dream car, my dream income, my dream, you know, three healthy kids, a wonderful husband, a lovely marriage, all that stuff on paper. And that was the moment when I said to you, it was like, oh, this doesn't make me happy. And why is that? Hmm. And, and what I've learned is that it's because that's not where happiness comes from. It doesn't come from the outside. It's, it's, it's an experience that's it's always there for all of us in any moment, but for our thinking. That was part one of the interesting interview with Nicole. You can find the names and links that Nicola mentioned in the post that goes with this episode. Please visit numberonecoachbiz.com slash episode 39 for direct access. Don't forget to subscribe to the Number One Coach Biz podcast on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud. If you have any questions, you can reach me at erno at numberonecoachbiz.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could rate or review this episode on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember, in episode 40, you can listen to the second part of this conversation. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the number one Coach Biz podcast at numberonecoachbiz.com.